It's time for Larry News. Oh, my guest tonight is a contributor for DailyNicks.com. Assassin with the eyes of a hawk. John, follow through blue. And I'm your host, Larry. joining me we have had a week of march madness um the madness is ebbing for a little bit and then it'll pick back up john uh my condolences to you as a big 10 fan it has been a dark week for for myself and for all big 10 fans for everyone who lives in the central time zone (laughs) oh jesus dude just terrible yeah nine the best conference all year Nine teams made it, and now one left. One left, yes. Yeah. Michigan. Um, Is Michigan even in the central time zone? No. Oh, my Michigan God. Michigan and Ohio State are not in the central time zone. So, I, you know, I don't recognize their claims to Midwesterndom. Right. But, um, yeah, they're they're still Big Ten, so I, I root for them. Just like, just like Maryland and Rutgers. Yeah, Rutgers, know, almost, Rutgers almost made it. <laughs> I know, 16. I know. Maryland had a good showing too. Yeah, um, yeah. Just, just terrible. Just, oof. Yeah. So uh, you went with the bracket of four Big Ten teams, right? Four Big Ten teams in the final, in the final four. four. Yeah. Um, and very de- Michigan's still alive, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think, and a couple of those were bad luck. Like Illinois drew poorly. Um, well, you know, playing yeah. against one of the you know ken palms like top 10 teams or whatever in the second round but it's still if you want to win the championship you got to be able to beat the other teams so the fact that they played him so early no excuse there iowa a little bit of bad luck playing the team with a bye um (laughs) yeah i mean i wouldn't normally point to that but if you look at like halfway through the second half Every single point Oregon had scored, and it might have been all the way to the end. I don't know. But at that point, halfway through the second half, every single point Oregon scored had been by the starters. Mm. I mean, it probably helps to not not have played any other games if you're going to have all your starters. Now, granted, Iowa was a deeply flawed team and, you know, whatever, but it's all good. Yeah. Um, My bracket is actually doing okay. Unfortunately, West Virginia lost yeah. to Syracuse. I had them. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going on with Syracuse. They did the old, like, Bayheim zone, and it worked. And, like, it's worked the last few times. If they're a double-digit seed, just mark them in to the Sweet 16. They've done uh, that, like, three times in a row now. It's just people are thrown by it. It's, yeah, I think it's their, their people in their conference who've seen it a lot just get, like, whatever, 
we can beat this. And then the people who haven't seen it and have two days to prepare or whatever are just like, ah. Yeah. Uh, Max, how's did you fill out a bracket? And if so, how is it doing? Yeah, I mean, I still got five of eight Elite Eight teams um, in there. Uh, I still have um, two, two of the four Final Four, and I still have my, my national champion. Um, but yeah, the, the, the big 10, I, you know, I had Illinois in the elite eight. I had Ohio state in the final four. I had Oklahoma state in the final four. I know that's not a big 10 team, but like, those are the two that I've lost, but I still have Alabama still have Gonzaga and Gonzaga winning the whole thing. So I, I listen, anyone else in the pool that I'm in at pick Gonzaga is probably going to beat me because they have more points heading into it, uh, than I do. Um, but I will feel at least somewhat justified if I can, if I can finish with two of the four final four, I will be, I will call that a win in this very weird, yeah. uh, March madness year. Yeah. For me, it's going to depend. Like, so I have three left of the final four teams of my final four teams. Um, Florida state is the one that may not happen. Um, if they can knock out that last big 10 team this weekend, <laughs> and then, then I have in the national championship, I have Baylor over Gonzaga. So I think if that happens and f- if, if I get the final four, right. And Baylor's champion, um, I think I'll win my group, but, uh, I don't know. I think, I think other, I think there are, there are other people with ba- with Baylor. So if I don't get that Florida state, I don't know how I'll do, but we'll see. So going, I guess, to Baylor's region where they're playing, let's start with Baylor Villanova. Um, Villanova? It's a region that I'm very interested in yes, talking about. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Baylor Villanova. Baylor looks great. Um, I, they, I love Davion Mitchell. He, like, I, I see him on mock draft boards as late first round, maybe early second round. And I don't know. I, I guess he's short ish. He's like six two, which is not that bad. He's like, to me, he looks like Patrick Beverly, but with better offense. And I'm just like, what is he missing like he's I would love to have him on my team which is the Knicks of course and your team as well um yeah Max have you watched him play at all do you have any thoughts on him um I've missed both of Baylor's tournament games I saw them a little earlier in the year uh I'm with you I don't necessarily get the the knocks on him other than like I how old is he I think that would be that's a little yeah that seems to be the thing that, that causes some some guys who, who look talented. I mean, Halliburton, for example, that was exactly what sort of the knock on him uh, was that kept him from maybe going top five was that they thought he was he was too old, right? Like, it, you know, Obi Toppin, same, same idea. Um, so I, I think that's potentially the knock is there are a ton of really young, talented dudes in this class that have – it's the reason he's probably not going as high as he might maybe had he come out last year the year before. Yeah, very much like uh, like Donovan Mitchell, an older, mm-hmm. older combo guard, number forty five, unrelated, and um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, hopefully he has a future like him. So, uh, John, do you think Villanova has a chance in this game? I I don't. I mean, Baylor is Baylor is good. Yeah. Um, even I had them go into the Elite Eight, um, <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, I just, I don't think Nova's shown all that much yeah. this year. And I think Baylor's just got, they're just, they're just too tough. I think they're going to steamroll to the final four. I think it'll be tougher then. 
when they get there, but I think it's the bracket is now wide open for them. Um, I think they'll, I think they'll roll. Yeah. So I'm with you. I think Baylor will win, but I am a little scared of Nova. Um, I know they're missing Colin Gillespie, but they, and they were like dreadful as soon as he got hurt, but it seems like maybe they've J righted the ship. And, um, yeah, I just thought of that on the spot. And, (laughs) and, uh, and I don't know, like they're, they're obviously a well-coached team and I, I think they could, they could pull off an upset, but I'm still going with Baylor. Then in the other game, Arkansas Oral Roberts, um, I don't believe as in, everyone predicted. As everyone <laughs> predicted, yeah. Uh, Oral Roberts. You know, it was. Um, I was going to choose either Oral Roberts or Liberty. I couldn't ch- couldn't decide which Christian university to go with. Um, but it seems like it's Oral Roberts and Loyola. Uh, but anyway, I think Arkansas should win this game. Uh, I don't want to look past them, but assuming it becomes Arkansas Baylor. How do you feel about that, Max, in the Elite Eight? Uh, everything feels like gravy to me at this yeah. point, honestly. Um, I, I Truthfully, I had, us, I had us losing to Texas Tech in the second round. Um, that was sort of as far as I, I picked Arkansas to go. I was really worried about uh, Chris Beard's defense and, and the way that team plays. Uh, so I, it, it worried. That was, that was the matchup that I thought we would lose. And again, like I, I said before we started, this is our first sweet 16 and since 1996. Right. So like every, it just, everyone's just stoked. Uh, and admittedly I was one of the last people. Uh, in fact, I didn't buy my ticket onto the must bus, uh, until <laughs> uh, literally until this sweet 16 game. And I was like, maybe I gotta, I, I gotta start giving this guy some respect here. So I, with my friends that I talk, uh, Razorback sports with, I have not been kind, uh, to this man I've never met. Um, didn't really, didn't really, uh, wasn't a fan, but I, I am because of the sweet 16, I had to bet my friends that I'm not allowed to say a negative thing about Eric Musselman for a full calendar year, oh, wow. uh, because, because, uh, he got Arkansas to the sweet 16. So Oral Roberts, they, they, the two teams have played already, actually, like we played Oral Roberts earlier in the year and then they gave us a decent fight. Right? You, the tough thing is you never want to, because you won that earlier matchup, you, that doesn't really have a ton of stock here in, in, in March, right? Especially a team that has literally nothing to lose at this point. Um, they're, they're scary. They're a scary matchup. Assuming Arkansas can get past or Roberts, which again, like you said, I don't want to overlook them. I, I do. I, my money would probably be on Baylor if I were betting. But again, like I said, at this point, it's, it's, I'm just happy the hogs are here and, uh, you never know. I mean, again, the same way the same way uh, Oral Roberts has gotten to the Sweet 16, it would not surprise me if Arkansas was able to pull an upset in the Elite Eight and end up in the Final Four. Uh, and then I might have to extend my my no negative comments to two years. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it doubles every round they get beyond uh, the Elite Eight. Do you think, uh, well, the, the, I don't know much about the must bus. Um, what do you not like about him? Is, is there some X's and O's thing or is he just... Boy, I feel like I feel like I'm. It's only been like three days. I'm immediately. I'm gonna have to go back on my no negative oh, comments. Yeah. No, I, I, the 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 here's here was here was the thing that previously I, I had some concerns about. One, uh, I was a big Mike Anderson fan. It like legit broke my heart when he got fired. Uh, didn't agree with the decision, and it's taken me a long time to get over that particular uh, move. Two, um. 
I, I, I think one thing I love about Razorback basketball is like getting a lot of dudes who, who come in as freshmen and they're there for four years. It's not a big one and done school. Right. So like really, really, you know, bringing in a, a large crop of in-state kids and letting them grow in that program is, is one thing I like about rooting for that basketball team. And then Musselman is the big uh, graduate transfer guy. So like there's there's going to be sort of this rotating cast of players every year, which but to some degree, that's the nature of college basketball now. Uh, and then I, the, uh, in terms of like how he distributes minutes is worrisome to me, right? He, dudes play a lot of minutes. He has a very short bench. Uh, and like in the SEC tournament, that really came back to bite us because they had dudes play 38 minutes and then literally turn around and, and have to play again the next day. And it was clear that our legs were shot in the second half of a game that we probably could have won. Uh, so I, I think those are sort of my, those are my, those were my prior uh, complaints. Mm-hmm. But again, I will have to put those on a shelf for now. Was was Moody a big recruit? Yeah, and uh, absolutely. Which is which is also, I mean, that's a that's a that's a check in the plus column for for Eric Musselman. Is I mean, that's he's Eric uh, Moses Moody is one of the best players we've had ever, right? Mm-hmm. In, in as a freshman, uh, and really really looked the part all year long. Uh, can't can't fault the guy. He landed a fantastic recruit, and, and we have our legit first one and done uh, that I can really remember in my lifetime. You know, and arguably he's the best, he's the best prospect we've had since, since Bobby Portis or potentially even Joe Johnson. Right. So like it is, it's been a while since we've had a kid that level of talent, uh, which is, is pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, well, I, I'm certainly rooting for you this run. I would have rooted for you against Ohio state. Um, I'll take Baylor, but, uh, congrats and, um, enjoy the rest of the, <laughs> the rest of the, the March madness. Um, so moving on to the other the the West region where Gonzaga versus Creighton. Creighton was a team people were down on. I guess thought they were done because of their internal strife. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think well, I don't know. I mean, guns. I would bet on Gonzaga. Obviously, Gonzaga is very good. They have a very efficient offense, but, but Creighton also is known for their offense, has a great three-point shooting team. Gonzaga is probably better, but if they shoot better, it's not, this also wouldn't surprise me as an upset, Creighton. John, do you give Creighton any chance, or do you think they've righted the ship? Um, So I don't give them much of a chance. Right. So I watched a lot of that game against UCSB. Mm-hmm. Um, and they should have lost. Yeah, that one they did not would have lost if that layup had hit the rim one more time um, at the end. Like they were, they were right on the edge. And yeah, I don't know. I think I think they're lucky to be where they are. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can recapture some of the midseason magic when they were sort of like a, I don't know a. Target, I guess they were they were on track for better than a five seed, right? Yeah. I think they were they were like ninth in the country or something at some point. They got they got to the top ten. Um, if they can kind of recapture that, then maybe they'll give Gonzaga a scare. But I don't see this being the one that stops Gonzaga. Mm. I just don't. Um, in the other game, USC and and the Mobley brothers versus the well rested Ducks. Uh, in the as Bill Walton says, the conference of champions who's <laughs> killing it in, in March Madness. Uh, who you got there? I, 
I gotta say those those USC kids. I, I texted you during the during the game. Like, it looked like they were playing with against middle schoolers. Yeah, like they were so much taller than everybody. It was like those Giannis like YouTube clips from before the draft, where you're like, "Well, okay, does this really count when he's playing against little kids?" Um, I, I, I mean, they were just an impossible matchup. They are. They are so freaking tall. And um, I wasn't surprised when they blew the doors off Kansas after that. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, Kansas is not going to be able to handle this team. No way. Um, The Ducks, the Ducks got, I mean, they got a little lucky. They were making everything, and Iowa was just not. Um, But Iowa was right there. I mean, it was a, you know, it was a tied game with two, two minutes to go in the first half. And then they just like everything fell apart. Um, I think USC will take them. I think USC, um, I'm not sure I see the drive from the, from the Mobley brothers, like the killer instinct. Right. Cause I think they're just like, they're just chilling <laughs> yeah. lane, shots, whatever. Um, so I don't know about a number two overall. Cause that's where, that's where he is. Right. Yeah. And most, that's most where sense. he is right now. I don't know about number two overall because I, I would have some questions about about that. But man, he is a talent. They're both a talent, but he is especially talent at the at the college level. Like no one yeah. is that big and moves that well. Yeah, I, I would say his ceiling is a less fragile Porzingis. <laughs> oh man, everyone's less fragile than Porzingis. That's true. But- um yeah that would be that would be outstanding yeah that would be outstanding i would i mean i would take a flyer on him i really hope you know the rockets get the number one pick and get cunningham right but if you know if they get mobley if you have to settle for mobley you will yeah 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 um cool yeah we could get mobley versus suggs in the elite eight which would be fun Mm -hmm. um going into the east uh max who did you have in this region you had alabama right yeah, I had I had uh, my lead eight matchup was Alabama and Florida State. I I also had LSU beating Michigan, um, which they I, almost did. Right, and I I had so many. It's like I I picked a fifteen seed to the Sweet Sixteen. It just I picked the wrong fifteen <laughs> to the Sweet Sixteen. Um, I also I picked an eight over a one. I just picked the wrong eight over, <laughs> over a one. Um, so my I had LSU uh, beating Michigan initially. So I I I mean I like Florida State. I. I that it, every year they just run out a squad of super long, super athletic uh, dudes, and they just outrun you, right? Uh, Michigan has been talented; it is a talented team. Has been good all year, but again, it, it some of the wins they have now seem a little a little more suspect in retrospect um, <laughs> against the so weak I, Big Ten. Yeah, <laughs> right. So i i will I will stick with I will stick with that that Florida State uh, is going to pull that one off. Um, and I, I really like Alabama. I've liked Alabama when they're hot, when they, when they get it going from three, I think they can beat anyone in the country. Um, so I, I, I still take them. Like, I, I feel confident with the picks that I made initially and I'm going to, I'm going to ride with them even after seeing a few games. Yeah. I'm going to, I'll ride with my Florida state pick. They didn't look so good in their first round game, but in the second round, they looked like they were, they had control of things. Yeah. Alabama still not known for their basketball. Um, so they're still 
a bit lovable in that way. But if they become a powerhouse in basketball, it's just oh, like, God. come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess, uh, John, you're still going with Michigan to come out of there. I'm going to stick with Michigan. I, I think they're going to, um, so, and again, this is not, this is completely grasping at straws, but remember like about a decade ago or so when the big East had that year where they were like uber powerful and they had, they put, I think nine teams in the tourney and everyone's talking about big East, big East, big East. And then they totally shit the bed <laughs> in the tournament yeah. and they were all out um, after the second round with the exception of UConn who went on to win the, win the whole thing. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm clinging to now. It's the, it's that, it's that happening again. And Michigan kind of like maybe people overlook them a little bit because the big 10 um, shit the bed and I think they're good. I think they're legit good. Yeah. So I think they can, um, I think they can pull it out. Yeah. Well, you know, they have Jawan Howard as their coach and somehow Chris Webber will ruin it for Jawan Howard. <laughs> uh, I mean, if it's a TBS game, maybe he'll announce and oh, just yell time out at some point. Uh, okay. The Midwest region. Um, yeah. Who you got there? It's Loyola versus the Beavs and the Bayheims versus the Elizabeth Warren Cougars. She went to Houston. Not saying, <laughs> not saying she's a Cougar. That's not what I was saying. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, I'm thinking, why not just go with Loyola? Sister Jean. Why not? At this point, because they, they looked good. They already beat the best team in the region. Um, the Cougs are, I would be surprised if Houston, um, yeah, I would be surprised if Houston makes it. I would, I really would just because, and also with Alabama, those teams that aren't traditionally good and then get slotted into the number two seed, you know, they just don't use, they don't usually make it through. It's like, mm -hmm. it's one of those things where they're the first, the first big run in the tournament when they're really good, they don't get through. So I just, I don't see it happening, but anything's possible. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm going with Loyola though. I'm definitely pulling for them going forward. Max, who, who do you think is coming out of that region? Yeah, I mean, this is one where I don't I don't think I can score another point in my bracket pool in in the Midwest. Like I don't right. think I can score. Like I and that was I don't think anybody I, can. Nah, I, it's I, just uh, not true. Somebody in my group did have Houston going to the final four. Um so yeah, I mean what what you like about it is like, yeah, you have a two seed that, you know, seemingly played well all year, but they're from a smaller conference. You also have a Pac twelve team from a you know, from a bigger conference that was a low seed, but is really hot right now. Uh same thing with sort of with with Syracuse. Um I I kinda I don't know. I, I'm kind of hoping for uh anyone but Houston would be just be a really cool story um to to get out of that that bracket, right? Uh, I would love a I would love so I'm going to, I'm going to pick because I would love to see it. I would love a Syracuse, Oregon state 11 and 12, uh, elite eight mm -hmm. matchup would be awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, and a couple of just really hot teams right now. Uh, and then, and then again, I'm also just sort of, I'm, my attempt is to, I want to set it up such that Arkansas has the easiest road from here on out. And, and, <laughs> uh, it'd be awesome if they, if they didn't have to play 
It, it could be there. There's a path where the highest seed Arkansas played all the way in as a five seed, uh, which would be and win a national championship, which would be wild. So that's what I'm rooting for. Yeah, um, I think I'm going to go with Loyola. I, I liked what they did against the Illinois. It looked it looked like they actually were a decent team. Yeah. And everybody who made they ha- they still have players from that Final Four team who are now seniors. Right, which is like Porter Mosier at some point is going to get a job, uh, a bigger job. Maybe it's the Indiana job, you know, some some other uh, position. But like the guy's going to finally get a shot at some point, you would assume, because like it's not a fluke. It's not he had one. Yeah. Arkansas hired Stan Heath years ago because of one great sort of magical tournament run, and he never really put it together uh, at, at a bigger level. Porter Mosier, it doesn't seem like a, a fluke. Like the guy is, has really put together a, a solid program. Uh, and it, I'd be curious to see if he finally takes a or takes a leap um, to a bigger place. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I think I saw you tweet that this weekend, um, and you also mentioned Musselman as possibly going to Indiana. Is that are there, are there rumors around that? There there aren't like a ton of rumors around it, but like he's on Musselman is on every article's like short list of who Indiana should reach out to, and and the the you know his dad was a Big Ten coach for a long long time, right? So so I think the idea is like potentially this sort of old prestige job that he could bring back. He also has the reason he gets on those lists is uh, he has a very low buyout right now from Arkansas, which again might when the tur- when he when Arkansas is finally out of the tournament. My assumption is he either gets poached by a school like Indiana or he signs a ridiculous extension at Arkansas. I think those are those are basically the only two options for him. Right. But I think Porter Moser is someone Indiana should look at. I mean, he's he coaches in in and around the area where, where they would need to recruit well. Um, like I, I think that move makes a lot of sense if Indiana can sort of get out of their own way on it. What about Stevens? Is is anyone talking about Stevens? Brad Stevens? Yeah, yeah, he he said he said no. He's he, like he was he was sort of the first name everyone talked about. He's been asked about it a couple of different times in press conferences, um, and he he's like, no, I, I have no interest right now. Okay, yeah, I seem to remember him saying something, but that he was qualifying it somehow, and so maybe it was just the right now or the something to. I I, I guarantee you that door is not closed for mm. forever. Like college basketball in the state of Indiana would probably seem pretty like alluring yeah well well, do you think that would be because boston would want also kind of mutually want to get rid of him or do you think i I don't think i don't think boston wants to get rid of him but i think i think people have set an unreasonably high bar for him like he did an amazing job with a young team and then just because they haven't gotten over the hump it's like People, you know, some people are starting to question him. I think he's a good coach. I think, I think so he's too. one of the one of the probably six or seven best coaches in the NBA, I would say. And like that's that's good. That's rare air. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I I mean I think he should stay in the NBA, but we'll see what he wants to do. Uh okay, so Max, your final four, your updated final four is Gonzaga. Alabama, uh, we'll say Arkansas or Baylor. Yeah, let's say, let's say let's take the Hogs. All I mean, right, at this point, why not? Yeah, and then then it'll be two years before you could criticize Mus. Uh, <laughs> and who in the Midwest? Give me, give me, give me Syracuse out of the Midwest. Woo. Use, um, John. Who's yours? Uh, I've got 
now mine's going to go back to chalk, basically. Okay. It's going to be Gonzaga and Michigan and Baylor and then um, Loyola. Uh, and mine is Gonzaga, Baylor, Florida State, and Loyola. Great. Um, I'm sure all of our dreams will come true this weekend. Uh, <laughs> all right. Moving to the NBA, uh, the trade deadline is tomorrow. So at the time of this recording, it's it's Wednesday, March 24th. Right now it's 7.01 p.m. So uh, specifically talking about the Knicks, who both me and Max are a fan of. Um, haven't done anything yet. Um, so this may all be obsolete by the time that everybody, all my 30,000 listeners are listening. <laughs> uh, Max, so I guess start out like in a general sense, what would you, what do you kind of hope the, the approach is for the Knicks and co- kind of would like to see moves that you would like to see them make? Obviously, any move they make, it requires a dance partner requires the other team making a trade, but what do you, would you like to see them try to do? So I have like one, I have one sort of move that I would like to see them try uh, to make um, depending on the cost. But I actually wrote a piece for daily Knicks uh, that came out last week. That was based, that basically said like, at this point, Leon Rose, as a as a front and, the, and his front office, is playing with house money. Uh, everyone, yeah. the the they are they're way ahead of schedule. Uh, if they struggle the second half of the season with a very difficult schedule and, and they they end up uh, back in the lottery, great. That was where they were supposed to be anyway. Uh, if they if they continue to play well and get a, into the play in game or even just outright into the playoffs, great. You're way ahead of schedule, and that's with with peripheral moves in in free agency right and 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 one very smart draft pick late i kind of think they should stay put even alfred payton who i know you would love to see gone like even alfred payton i i don't know that i would make any moves because you 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 are you are in a good position to, to head into free agency as one of the few teams that can spend with granted it's not really a marquee class uh but there is the, the, you know, you have the potential of a Kawhi Leonard opting out if things continue to go south in, in, in with the Clippers, you know, and you could be one of the teams that has money and, and well positioned with a bunch of good guys. So like I, there, to me, there, there is, there is an argument made for just staying put and riding it out with who you have. Plus it's just a fun, even Alfred Payton, it's kind of a bad news bears kind of feeling to the team this year. And it's just like a fun squad to root for. The one move I would make, depending on the cost, um, and when I say depending on the cost, I would even be willing to give up one of the Mavericks picks to make this happen. Uh, I think is Lonzo Ball. I think is that's that's the move. That's the move that I think you make. Uh, and and the the reason being, I, I know Malcolm Brogdon's name has come up in the last couple of days, and I think there's some interest that that would be an interesting idea. But your his salary is not uh, ins- insignificant over the next few years. With Lonzo Ball, you you get his bird rights though, and I think that's that's the most important asset you can actually acquire uh, is you get to audition Lonzo Ball, see how he fits with this team, age wise he's a fit, see how he fits long term before you have to uh, potentially throw a lot of money at him to get him. And, and additionally, maybe he comes and really likes it here, and and now you get him for let's say 
12 to 15 as opposed to having to pay him 18 or 20 to get him from new orleans right so i i, I think depending on the cost uh i would i would go lonzo ball I, I would be willing to give up one of the mavericks picks to make it happen uh but other than that i i think this team has been fun to watch as it is uh and, and i think it's worth riding out with with what you've got and really head into the offseason with all of your cap space intact and all of those uh draft assets I, I agree with all of that, um, you know, with the big thing that they should stay put because they have a good thing going. They have good chemistry. You don't want to. They obviously aren't championship contenders. I don't I don't think even the most Homerish fan would say that. And I don't think they're one move away from being championship contenders. So you can't be like big buyers, but you also you don't want to disrupt what you have. It would be just such not just bad karma for the team, but it would just just totally uh, get rid of the goodwill that you've bought and the like the culture change that you have. And every like all these players are really busting their ass and it'll just be they'll kind of look around and say, what are we doing if anybody could just be traded? So you want to keep that chemistry going. Um, you want to you have no choice but to try to uh, keep keep winning. Um, I don't think they should because of all those reasons, I don't think they should just purposely tank or tank or not tank, but like try to sell assets to get a good draft pick. And then don't spend big on anybody except Lonzo ball because he's really good. Um, I think you do get a leg up on getting him if, if you trade for him and you know, one Mavs pick is not bad, but I, I also wouldn't go higher than that. I think the Pelicans are not are not going to end up trading him, even though all the rumors now say that he they are. I just if I were them, I would keep him and then try to do a sign and trade or something if uh, if if he doesn't want to stay in the off season. And with this group, this Knicks group, I'm gonna maybe surprise you with this: is that I think Knicks fans now underrate uh, Alfred Payton. Really, they've started to hate him so much. Like, it is clear that he does know what he's doing as a point guard. And Tibbs obviously trusts him more than he trusts uh, quickly at times and definitely more than he trusts Frank. And I love Frank so much. I'm wearing his jersey because, it, you know, I, I still worry that it's going to be the last time I'm going to get to wear his jersey while he's on the team. But, you know, Peyton has... Tibbs trusts him. I, I wish he wasn't getting as much playing time as he is, and maybe that'll change once Rose gets back. So I say keep it keep it going. They're gonna trade Rivers or or buy him out. And yeah, I, I think there's no reason to rush. I think they eventually are going to want to like cash in all their assets and make a big splash. But wait for the time to be right. There's no reason to rush it. Right. Like if if I thought if I thought Bradley Beal was actually gettable, it'd be a different conversation. Um, I, I actually think Zach Levine is a phenomenal fit with RJ and Julius Randle. Uh, but I, I don't, the bulls aren't, in, don't seem to be interested in trading him right now, but next year he's staring down on un, uh, unrestricted free agency. Right. And so maybe, maybe next year you have a different conversation, um, about potentially acquiring him, you know, and, and everyone knows, everyone knows that, that Leon Rose has his sights set on Booker or Carl Anthony Towns at some point uh, down the line. Right. So it's, it's one of those things of like, I, I think you stay the course 
uh, and be ready when the right player comes along, yeah. which is, which is a thing the Knicks have, have not done in, in my, in my time being a Knicks fan, that's never been the approach they've taken. And it's really cool to see them actually doing that. And, and it seems to be working out. For mm-hmm. them. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I was thinking why I was trying to wrap my head around why people love Frank so much, why there's this like Frank hive. Uh, John, I know you're not, maybe not on social media as much, but like there is just a big a Frank hive. It's just this group of people who love Frank the way I do. Um, and I was drawn to him even before I was really on Nick's Twitter and kind of looking around there. Not to say that like, oh, I, I was doing it before it was cool. It's just like, uh, it's, I'm saying it because it means people like, it's just there's something semi-universal about Frank's appeal. We did have a comment. I will say to defend you, you yeah. and I had a conversation years ago yeah. after he was drafted uh, in in the in the love bar at the pit. You and I had that conversation. You you were jazzed about Frank then uh, initially, <laughs> uh, and so I will I will back up your your cred that like this is not a this is not a, a recent um, hobby for you. Well, oh, thank yeah, I'll back it up too. Yeah. yeah, you've been a Frank guy from the start. Yeah, like at, at your wedding when I was giving a toast, I was just like, you know, you know <laughs> this new draft pick, Frank. <laughs> um, but you know what? It, I think so. He was the first. He he was still dra- actually Phil Jackson was still there when he was drafted, but right afterwards, Phil was fired. They brought in Scott Perry, and this was when they were trying to trade Mello. They were going to dump him for nothing. Scott Perry comes in and he was, the, even though Scott Perry is no great general manager or front office uh, guru, it did seem like for the first time ever, the Knicks slowed down a bit and were not going to go all in when they weren't ready to do so. They weren't going to make a Bargnani trade anymore. They obviously failed at the Durant, um, the Durant Kyrie whole planning and moving Porzingis for that. And that was a bad trade and uh, landing Zion. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot that did not go their way that offseason. Right. But it looks like they were at least, they were no longer a team that could be taken advantage of. And it looked like for the first time we were kind of playing a build for the future sequence. And to me, like I saw Frank as like being the epitome of that. It's like, okay, here's our new toy. And we're going to play, we're going to go with young guys. We're going to really try to start collecting assets and take it slow and take the right approach. Didn't exactly happen, but he was the rookie when it really felt like that was starting. And then you add to that, like, he's just so fun to watch when he's on defense. He just, he seems lovable. Uh, and you, and it's, it's excruciating to watch him, to see the lack of confidence in his head on offense where he's like driving and then we'll give it up or turn away from the basket. So it is nice to see that now um, he, he got another opportunity before this trade deadline. I was worried he wouldn't Uh, and he's done. Okay. Both good and bad. And I think he'll still be there after this trade deadline, which makes me really happy. Max, do you think he'll still be here? Come tomorrow yeah i mean i mean that's that seems to be that seems to be where where things are headed like but then again it 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 wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if part of why he got more time again was because they were trying to make him look as good as possible for a potential move right so 
<clears throat> if if he's the piece that's necessary to land Lonzo Ball, it, I don't think this front office is going to have any problem him yeah. including him in that deal. Um, you know, so I, I my gut says I'm like I'm like seventy five percent sure Frank is still around uh, by this time tomorrow. Um, but if, if he's the piece that gets them the guy that that the, that Leon Rose wants, I I don't think they're that sort of married to him on this team. Right. Right. Well, they should be. <laughs> um, Max, if the price was low enough, would you would you go for Oladipo? I have zero interest. Yeah, I have, I have zero interest. Um, I I don't think like the, the reason the reason I've sort of I've also changed my tune on Lonzo Ball. I wouldn't have been Lonzo Ball previously, but because of the way he's really improved his three point shooting this year. Now I'm a little, I'm potentially a little more interested, right? Uh, Oladipo doesn't shoot it well from three. So like what, I don't understand the spacing that they're going to get with, with him and RJ sort of on, on the wing. If, if neither of them are, are RJ isn't steadily improving constantly, but like, again, neither of them are d- demand a ton of respect from the three point range. Also, you can get, you can literally with all that cap space you have, you can sign Oladipo next year without having to give up anything to get him. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's the key thing to me is like you, if, if this dude wants to be a Nick and you want him to be a Nick that can happen in like four months. Right. So just, just hold off and, and you don't need to give up anything to get him. Yeah. I, I'd only be okay with it. If the price was like maybe the, the piston second round pick that they have this year. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think I think John, I think he made Oladipo made a mistake not signing that extension with the Rockets. Maybe. I mean, he'll get more money in free agency. The extent the max extension they could offer him was two years. Yeah. Right? But it was yeah. like twenty something million a year. I, I, it was twenty something million a year. I mean, he's even if he gets fifteen, he can get fifteen for four. Yeah. Right. Like he can he can do better. He can sign a short contract and bet on himself again or whatever. Um yeah, as as a Rockets fan, it has been somewhat crushing to see his value just fall off a cliff. Um, I mean, I was I came in with hopes like he would be pre bubble like like last year, and then just keep building from there to back to where he was pre injury, and he just, I mean, part of it is the team is just terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and no one looks good when the team is terrible. And I don't know. I think he can bring a lot to a contender, but no one's going to give a lot for him at this point. Yeah. And like Miami might want him, but Miami doesn't have any draft picks. And it's just, I don't know if they can, at this point, if they can get a first rounder for him. I would be happy. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, that's, and that's pretty freaking sad because he was part of the James Harden trade. So unbelievable that they, that seems like, they could have had Karis Levert instead of him, right? I I thought so. I I, I don't know exactly yeah. how. Unless that was always kind of part of the deal, but I, it, that still doesn't make sense anyway. Um. Yeah, uh, it seems like one way or another, he's not going to be on the Rockets in a in a day. Yeah, I I mean I hope so. Jesus, he, yeah. I mean he's not he's not going to resign there. Right. So, so you might as well get something. Yeah, at this point, it's someone's going to call it two fifty nine Eastern, and it's just going to be like the that whatever at eBay buy it now price, 
And I just, I just hope to God there's some value there. Right. Uh, yeah. He is he is a, a, a man who is making a, a ton of money for really a year and a half of good basketball mm-hmm. in his career. Yeah. And I, I want I honestly I that's again, like he's also not young. Like that's the kind of player that this that we Knicks fans want the Knicks to avoid. Like do not do not pay a lot of money for an injury prone older veteran. Mm-hmm. Right. And and I, I, I think the Knicks are doing the right thing. Avoid Oladipo. I think he makes a lot of sense for the Heat if the price is right for them. I think he helps them uh, in the playoffs. I, I think that move that 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 marriage seems to make a lot of sense. I think I just think the Heat are going to continue to stonewall the Rockets until, like you said, until until two fifty nine, and then be like, oh, this is this is what we'll give you because you literally have nothing else. Well, yeah. I think I think though the dark horse might be Denver because Denver needs Denver doesn't need any more offense, but they need defense. And they have like a cupboard full of young assets. Um, and if, if bull bull mm-hmm. is what we get for Oladipo at this point, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll t- I'm a bull bull guy. I'm a, I'm a believer. <laughs> I'm a bull uh, bull guy. So yeah, it's, I, I think, I think that's the only chance the Rockets have of getting any, you know, real good assets. Cause they can also, Yeah. I think I think it's Gary Harris, maybe. They yeah, I was gonna say you probably have to take on Gary Harris. Right? Yeah, to get the the numbers to match. Um, whereas I think with I don't know, I don't know who it is with Miami. Um, they would need. Oh yeah, it I'm would hoping be like a combination of like Kelly Olynyk and. Yeah, exactly. Olenek. And Kelly Olynyk, what are you doing with Kelly Olynyk? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I love Kelly Olynyk. He can score, but as a big man, he can't rebound, and he doesn't d he right. doesn't need to play defense he's not uh he's not a future piece no a team that's no. In rebuilding yeah <laughs> i would say if if you're on a like a contending team as a as a guy off the bench i think kelly olenic is a good change of yeah. pace like on miami they, yeah but otherwise no yeah do you think do you think the rockets uh who else do they have that they could get rid of because they did the pj tucker trade they got rid of PJ Tucker. Um, uh, what's his name? Um, Eric Gordon. Yeah, Gordon. The guy's he's hurt. Oh, he's hurt. Time, right, he's hurt yeah. again. Yeah. But he, um, but he could possibly go. And then um, that's it. I think. I think House is maybe movable too. I think but so. I think um, not for a lot, but I, I could see him yeah. a team. Yeah, but then at that point, there's there's not much there's not much left, but there shouldn't be much left because they're terrible. And they should be terrible, and they need to finish in the you know <laughs> bottom three to get um, a better than fifty percent chance at the top four. And there's so, there's no um, differentiation between one, two, and three for them. No, no. And then once you hit, it's like one, two, and three have a fifty-two percent chance, I think, of being in the top four. And then once you hit th- four, then I think it's like forty-seven, mm-hmm. and then it just keeps dropping from there. And and they're like, yeah. I mean, they, it's crazy that they lost, what, 20 games in a row and didn't even catch Minnesota. <laughs> like, my God, like, Minnesota is so awful. I know. Right, right. Which I, which is why, which is why the, so I, I the wind horse report that, that came out, uh, you know, that was like uh, a month several, ago, right? About yeah. a month ago that, that, you know, the, the, there is a, a superstar level player who is going to request a trade to the Knicks at some point in the next year. I, that's, that's to me, that's absolutely Carl Anthony Towns is who he was talking about. That's, that is absolutely who that was referring to. And if I'm the Timberwolves, 
maybe you're waiting on on D'Angelo Russell to come back and kind of see how Russell and Edwards and Towns play together before you make that move, but you don't have your pick this year. Like mm-hmm. at some point, I, I think you've got to you you got to recognize like you're not winning as you're currently constructed, and you might want to move on. Yeah, see, what I want to see happen is now I'm just going full like um, just 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 burn it all down. So Anthony Davis forced his way out of New Orleans, wins a championship the next year. James Harden forced his way out. Okay, very good chance of winning the championship this year. This year. Now then, Carl Anthony Towns forces his way out, goes to the Knicks, wins a championship. Why not that? Why isn't that the thing? A superstar forces his way out, ripping up a perfectly good contract that he, you know, where he committed to a team and a city, and then, you know, goes to a new team and that team automatically wins the title. That's the league that America can get behind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, would you trade Mitch to get him? To get Towns? Yeah, to get Carl Anthony Towns. Would you yeah. Would you trade Mitchell Robinson? Yeah, I would. I mean, it, it would be obviously part of a package. Um, and boy, Mitch looked great last night. But uh, He looked phenomenal last <laughs> yeah. night. Like that, last night was, to me, one of the first times he looked like a dude that you pay $15 million a year. Yeah. Right? Like, because it was like he did it on both ends of the floor. Uh, like, a dude, if he could get to the point where he consistently averaged like 16 and 12 uh, with, with, with a couple of block shots, you pay that guy, you pay that guy $15 million a year to stick around. You don't pay $15 million to a dude who averages six and 10. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Six fouls, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> in ten minutes. <laughs> right, six fouls in ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was referring to. Uh, wait, does would Tibbs want Towns though? That's a good question. Um, so my understanding of that relationship was that it was Carl Anthony Towns who, who, who had the beef afterwards, right? It was Carl Anthony Towns yeah. who publicly said he didn't like playing for Tibbs. Uh, but now uh, he's had the he's had the uh, the joy of some some perspective of continuing to play for a team that wasn't winning, uh, and Tibbs, if I remember correctly, was asked about Towns at some point since coaching him and said like he you know good kid I'd, I'd coach him again kind of thing. So I I think I think uh, I think Towns has probably realized the error of his ways. Yeah. He had his come to Jesus moment, I guess. <laughs> his come to Tibbs moment. Um, that would be awesome. I mean, I would love it if the Knicks got Towns and if he made him play like Tibbs made him play like inside. Yeah, uh, I mean that's that's the thing. That's the that's what will separate Towns from being like an All Star versus an All NBA player. I mean, he's probably hmm. made an All NBA team. I, I don't even remember, but, but between an All Star and like an MVP level player, is if he can yeah. actually play some interior defense. I think Tibbs can get it out of him. And if he is willing to like to go where Tibbs leads him, then he becomes that player. So when you, when you asked if I would trade Mitch, Towns' ceiling is higher than Mitch. Uh, so you, you would have to do that trade and you would also have to probably package draft picks with it. I, I do fear though that trading, doing, going all in on a, or cashing in all these assets for towns is if that he's not worth it it and uh a player i'd rather have is like booker i don't think booker's available anytime soon but you know the, the like what the nets did for harden what the lakers did for anthony davis um those types of players are you know they're they're superstars they're mvp caliber players you you give up the farm for them 
and even what if the Clippers did for Paul George, <laughs> yeah, he, a great playoff P. Um, but I mean, Paul George is a great. That was for Paul George and Kawhi. That was that was for both of them. But yeah, yeah. Um, so right now, I feel like Towns isn't on that level yet. So it would worry me a bit. Um, it's just like if I don't know. I guess I'll have to trust this front office if they, they think he will be on that level. But the blueprint is there, right? Yeah. It's Joel Embiid, you know, like stop, you know, stop whining and get away from the three-point line. And, and well, he's it. a good three-point shooter. I know he is. He's he's, but but he shouldn't be shooting. He's, he's maybe the best three-point shooter at the five. Uh, let's say let's yeah, say in fifteen years, right? Like he's he's very he's very good at that. Great and offensive it, player, but he's got to improve on the defensive end. And three is more than two, and I and I get all that, but it's like, but like those those points inside are the ones and the rebounds in there and all that stuff. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like Embiid has been so much better this year because of you know because Doc was able to get him to buy into that, mm-hmm. uh, and so. he's improved his three point shooting. <laughs> Uh, but if you but if you got if you got Towns and and Julius Randle as your front court, right? Right. You you have some. You almost could play this scenario where Julius Randle is the five on the mm-hmm. defensive end, uh, and and may, potentially maybe the five on both sides, right? Because you could have Randle play bully ball, you know, post up from the logo, and 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 now you have you have the like with Mitch and 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 Randall you don't really have to worry about Mitch spacing the floor on you mm-hmm. right but now if you have potentially Towns and Randall now you have to worry about Towns spacing the floor on you as well uh and and that's just going to give Randall even more room to work down low like there's i think on the offensive end there's a lot that excites me about Carl Anthony Towns and that that potential uh but yeah on the defensive end I, I admittedly, I'd rather have Mitchell Robinson, right? Like I, in yeah. fact, I think to some degree, he's this sort of unassuming player on the defensive end that like, that's kind of what you want. Like just this workhorse uh, rim protector. So it's, it's, it's an interesting, I'd have to think about it, but I'd probably pull the trigger even if it costs, even if it costs Mitchell Robinson. Yeah. It's amazing that uh, Julius Randall is, is kind of a given as a cornerstone piece now. <laughs> and, and John knows it took me a while to get there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I think you have to offer him, him an extension this off season. Um, he probably won't take it because he would get more by waiting till he became an unrestricted free agent. Uh, the deal is that like, he's only getting 20 million. He's, he's not getting the max right now. So the most you could extend a player is like 115% of what they're currently getting or something, something along those lines where the extension that the Knicks could offer him is not a max extension. So he get hit his years of service or something at the end of this, at the end of next season. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's something to the effect of if Randall were to agree to an extension this off season with the Knicks, it would be something like four for uh, it would be like 106 or 109 million over four years. Oh, he could do better than that. Yeah. If he waits a year, he could get up to like 145 million over four. Yeah. That's a, that's too big a difference. Yeah. And, and, you know, and let's say, let's say potentially 
let's let's say the the best case scenario, Kawhi Leonard does opt out, and he's like the best looking team I see right now that has cap space is, is the New York Knicks. You wouldn't want to extend Randall this summer. You'd want to just pick up his option. Same thing with Mitch. You'd want to just pick up their option uh, and, and know that they could potentially walk as an mm-hmm. unrestricted free agent the year, the the following year. But you'd have the money to make it work under the cap to be able to give uh, max level money to Kawhi Leonard uh, and still sort of re-sign Derrick Rose and, and some of those kind of moves. But if you extend Randall, now you're sort of eating into that max level space uh, that you potentially could reserve. So I, I mean, I think, I think it's, I'm with you. I think it's a play it by ear. I think it's see what this off season is looking like and see what other options sort of present themselves. And if, if there is nothing better than, and, and Randall wants to go ahead and sign the extension, I say, go for it. He's been, he's been a, a revelation this year. Like he's been amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And every time now he shoots like his spot for his two spots, he has like the baseline mid range shot and the the top of the three point arc, and every time he like winds up from the top of the three point arc, I think it's going in, and it, which is amazing. He never was like that. He's shooting like forty one percent from three. I can't believe it. Um, last thing, uh, where would you like to see Aaron Gordon go? Because it seems like he's going to be traded. John, where do you do you have any possible destinies, or do you not give a shit about Aaron Gordon? <laughs> no, I think he's. I think he's good. I don't know how good he is. I don't know. I. It's hard for me with like the the teams that no one watches, <laughs> yeah. the good stats, bad team guy. Or, um, I, I mean, I would love to see him go to the Rockets because he's, um, you know, there's there was some talk about mm-hmm. um, Old Depot going home, his <laughs> yep. glory days in Orlando, um, and and just probably waiting it out and then just going into free agency, um, but. I, so I guess, yeah, I'd like to see him go to the Rockets. I think he can be good. I, I think he's got yeah. real talent, and I think he's, you know, toiled in obscurity for a long time, and I think he would appreciate Houston um, as a step up, whereas most people right now are seeing Houston as a significant step down. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Max, do you have any destinations yeah. for him? I'd, I'd love to see... Well, I know the Celtics are, are, you know, one team that we've heard potential uh, there, which I just don't, I don't get that move. Like I, to me, it's like a, I, I think, I think this truthfully, I think the Celtics need more someone like an Andre Drummond, even though I don't think that's, I don't think those two parties are, are speaking to each other, but like, I think that's more of what the Celtics need is a, is a, a dude who can be a bruiser. I think the yeah. last thing the Celtics need is another like stretch four kind of player, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, like but the, the team I would love to see him end up on is uh, I'd love to see the uh, a deal I had heard at some point of uh, DeMar DeRozan to Orlando and, and Aaron Gordon to San Antonio. Uh, and the idea, the idea to me is you, you get him and Murray and Kelvin Johnson. And like, now you've got like a, a pretty young core going for, for the Spurs, Devin Vassell, and yeah, and and let let uh let Popovich coach like you know maybe have sort of one more shot to sort of put together a a, a competitive squad with some of these young guys or uh get them ready for head coach future head coach Becky Hammond and see mm-hmm. uh see how that works. But I think him in San Antonio would be a really a really cool fit. Yeah, that's a good one. I I hadn't thought of that. And because they're, they're I mean Lamarcus is on his way out, so yeah, so they need another big. Um, yeah, I'd like to see the Trailblazers if they could figure out a deal. 
I just uh, they're they're the team I root for in the West, and they need a big. I mean, Nurkic is great, but um, always hurt. Yeah, always hurt. So I, it could it could be it could be fun to see him with McCollum and Dame. This is the year. Anyone can any of those mm-hmm. top seven teams can win the West. Like it's it's wide open with the Lakers, you know, potentially being seeded down to five or six. You yeah. know, who knows where they're going to end up, and everyone else having flaws. It's um, that that would be cool if Portland's able to pull it off. Yeah, and Portland needs to start really going for it because, I mean, Dame's not. He still has a few years of his prime left, but he is around thirty, I think, or thirty-one. And he's getting a huge contract. CJ's on a huge deal. Eventually, they're just not going to... Dame's going to be past his prime, and they're not going to have... They're not going to have the cap space. They already don't really have the cap space to do much. So I'd like Mm -hmm. to see them really push for something. Um, And they got mellow. They got mellow. Yeah. All right. uh, Max, anything you want to plug before we hit the road? Uh, yeah, uh, just you can find uh, my writing a uh, couple to one, one, two, sometimes three times a week uh, at Daily Knicks. Um, they, Daily Knicks is great. They, they put out a bunch, like three or four articles a day. Um, a couple of really great uh, sort of site editors working there now. So, yeah, so check out Daily Knicks and, and don't be surprised when my name pops up occasionally on the byline. Yeah. It's, it's always it's always a pleasure to see your name on that byline. Uh, John, any plugs or uh, final thoughts? General advice, people, like watch the tournament, enjoy the tournament. Yeah. But don't bet your hard-earned money on college kids. It's just <laughs> uh it's it's not even good to bet on most pro sports, it's probably too risky, but definitely never ever bet on college sports. Um, apart from a buck for a few bucks for the whole bracket or something right. like that. Don't go, don't go crazy with it. They're kids. And but, don't, and if your team loses, don't send people like death threats and don't be like <laughs> looking at you, Ohio, Ohio State. State fans. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, Ohio State was gonna do that one way or another. <laughs> but you know, if if you do want to bribe a ref, college is probably the place to do it. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you would never know. You would never know. Yeah, in March Madness, because like not. if Oral Roberts could beat Ohio State, then like who's gonna say that and it was a ref throwing like, it? There's no, there's no point shaving because those guys just can't make baskets. That's right. not like it's not point shaving if he just can't hit a three pointer for ten minutes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just it's, college it's basketball. Uh, enjoy the madness. Enjoy the madness. Enjoy the mystery. Enjoy the madness. I of course am at Larry the Athlete on all social media and you can subscribe to Larry Knows Sports wherever you get your podcasts may all your dreams be hoop dreams and may the rest of your days be days of thunders Thank you.